The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Just a stand there looking scary. Tonight on Ram Showcase, we say goodbye, probably, to the White Horns helmets after Saturday's game. Plus, the Rams have one shot at the postseason. Can they pull it off? And later, the Rams head up the coast to take on a division rival. We preview Los Angeles at San Francisco. Next. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. we got a lot to get into, and uh, it, it seems a little light on the news side, but I do have some, some words. I do have some words to say. We'll get into that in the Under the Ridge Top after the news, and then, of course, we'll be looking at the leaderboard and then... You know how it goes. We'll be looking at this Rams at 49ers game that is to be played on Saturday night, not on Sunday this week. I had a lot of questions about that, actually. And uh, it, it's this is just what happens. We get Saturday games in, like, week 16. That's that's just the way it goes. With, uh, you know, college winding down, getting into bowl season, now we get Saturday NFL games, which I guess is okay. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it. Maybe you guys feel a little bit different than I do. I'm not sure, but there's only there's only one way to find out. You guys have to tell me how you feel about it, because I'm pretty indifferent, I think. It's sometimes kind of nice, but then I sit all day Sunday. I'm not, I'm not, I have no, I don't know what I'm going to do on Sunday, but uh, we'll figure something out. Maybe, maybe just uh, watch some football around, around the league, which will be fun. Let's go ahead and hop into the news. Uh, th- I wanted to start with this because, I mean, it's pretty easy to start with this. It's it's something that we need to start with. The Rams only have one way to make the playoffs, and it is a very specific way that the Rams can make the playoffs. First, the Rams have to win out. The Rams have to win at San Francisco and at home against the Arizona Cardinals in Week 16. And the the Minnesota Vikings need to lose both of their games. They host the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. That is the only way that the Rams can make the playoffs, is if the Rams win these two games and the Vikings lose their two games. I'm I'm sure it's not likely. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's not likely, but it is possible, all right? I've mentioned before that the Rams are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but, you know, after losses to the Ravens, even if you go back as far as, like, the Buccaneers game and then this Dallas game, uh, this team's been really inconsistent, so obviously there is, uh, there is a chance that the Rams can win these last two games, and there is a very real chance that the Vikings could lose their last two games, but at the same time, I mean, it's, after some of these inconsistencies, I'm not sure 
that I would love to see the Rams get smoked in the playoffs. And I'm not sure that would happen. You never know. Once the playoffs start, it's a new season. But, you know, I, I just, it's just, it's not our, it doesn't feel like it's our year. That's what I'll say. It doesn't feel like it's our year. So, I mean, I do have it on the screen for you guys the the last two weeks for, for each of these teams, but uh, I'm overall not extremely confident, but you know what? It can happen, and I'm I'm rooting for it to happen. Don't get me wrong here. I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for this to happen. I would love to see the Rams in the playoffs again for a third straight season. That would be so much fun, especially after all those years where we didn't see playoffs. I, I I was I was pretty convinced that that NFL seasons were only the 16 games and then it was just over. So you know what this, this has been fun and you know what this roster is still very strong. This coaching staff still very strong. We'll see what the roster looks like next year. Who stays? Who goes? As as well as the coaching staff because we don't know about that either. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to watch. And you know what we get we get some some new digs next year. So that's going to be pretty sweet too. And I know a lot of you guys that listen to me. Excuse me. Well, I know a lot of you guys are already loading up on season tickets for the SoFi Stadium. It's going to be a blast. This year, though, you know what? I'm not one of those people that think that if you don't make the playoffs that your season is a complete waste. I think that the Rams still did some pretty cool stuff. I remember some games this year that were just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, some were the Rams were on the losing end. The The first game, the Rams and Seahawks uh, way back in, I believe that was week four. Uh, that was a very fun game to watch. I had a blast watching that one. And then, you know, the uh, I, I love beating up on Arizona. That's always fun to watch. But you know what? It happens. You know, you don't go all the way sometimes. And and I, I just I, I love regular season play. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not one of those people that thinks like it's Super Bowl or bust. I, I don't feel that way. Uh, my question to the people who say Super Bowl or bust, this is my question directly to you guys. I do want a response comment anywhere you're hearing me anywhere you're seeing me please comment and let me know because i really truly want the answer to this when you say super bowl or bust what happens if the rams don't win the super bowl that's just my question it's a very i think it's an honest question i'm not trying to take digs at anybody but that is my question i like it kind of comes off as people say super bowl or bust like if the rams don't win the super bowl well then they're just going to pick a new team so, yeah, I would love to see the Rams win the Super Bowl every year. I think it'd be so much fun winning games, going to the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. That's way more fun than being done after week 17. But bust? I, I, just, I guess I just don't get that aspect of it. Uh, I'm going to be a Rams fan if they go 16-0, 0-16. doesn't matter to me. You know, winning is more fun, but ultimately it doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to be a Rams fan. I'm still going to do Rams Showcase, and I'm still going to be obnoxious and, you know, annoy all of my coworkers with all this Rams information that i share with you guys also but my coworkers not as uh they don't seek it out like you guys do it's kind of forced upon them but i'm okay with that i, I accept it uh, let's go ahead and move on we got pro bowl rosters that came out and defensive tackle aaron donald as well as cornerback jalen ramsey are the two rams to make the pro bowl i have not seen the alternates list i'm assuming that there could be some names on that and I do know that there are absolutely guys that were left up off of this uh, Pro Bowl roster. What in the world does Cooper Cup need to do to make the Pro Bowl? This guy's amazing. Every single year, he's amazing. His first thousand-yard receiving season this year. Uh, Robert Woods, another awesome season. You know, still still improving from his time when he was a Buffalo Bill. He's at 950 right now, so he'll probably get over 1,000 as well. Only one touchdown on the year, so that was kind of interesting, that stat. I seriously, I, I thought I was blowing that stat when I said 
uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever that, that he hadn't scored a touchdown. I was like, that can't be right. But yeah, it was. And he scored his first one finally, so that's cool. But Air Donald Jalen Ramsey will be representing your Los Angeles Rams in the Pro Bowl. I almost said in Hawaii. I don't even... I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I'll be completely candid with you guys. That's the I am a huge football fan. I love sports. I love football. I love the NFL. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. It is the most boring thing in the universe to me. And I will watch all seven rounds of the draft, but not the Pro Bowl. If that I don't know I don't know what that says about me and and how I watch this game, but you know what? It it happens. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh next up, all the Rams home opponents are now set. And we are just waiting to see who gets third place in the NFC South to see who the Rams will visit next year. And it is between three teams. That is, it's between the Bucks, it's between the Falcons, and it is between the... Who is who is the other one? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm, I'm just blanking here. It's the, the other team in the NFC South. Saints, Bucks, Fa- oh, and Panthers, of course. I totally... Total brain fart there. It's all good. Uh, so we're just waiting on who gets third place. The Rams will have a third place schedule next year. And the Chicago Bears uh, getting third place, locking up that third place slot in the NFC North. That's how we know that the the Bears will visit Los Angeles next year. Some pretty good matchups uh, going to SoFi Stadium next year. The Bears game again. Uh, we, we've been getting the Bears a lot lately, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, after this year, we were able to beat them after only scoring six against them in the in the previous year so that was good news and you know who else we we got the the Patriots coming to town that's going to be a very very fun one then the Jets also that was more just a personal one uh the my co-owner here at Sports War Radio is a huge Jets fan uh Boy Green at Boy Green 25 you guys want to follow him uh if you guys are Rams fans I'm not sure but he's funny and he's a cool guy so maybe you should shoot him shoot him a follow and uh, send a, tell him that Sheriff Joe Bag sent you. He'll uh, he'll at least maybe like your tweet, probably. I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, but third place schedule that we're looking at for the Rams next year. And uh, when I say third place schedule, that all that means is uh, for I'll try to do a basic overview of of the schedule. The schedule rotates, so you'll play every AFC division. You know, you just kind of rotate them as well as the NFC. But if you just look at the division games, the AFC games, and then those those NFC games and the rotations, you're going to have two games left off, and that's where the third place schedule comes in. So of the two other NFC divisions that the Rams are not playing against, they'll play the same place finisher, one on the road, one at home, and this just happens to be the NFC North at home, NFC South on the road. So third place in those divisions is how that schedule will round out. For those of you that didn't know that, I don't know if I explained it well or not. There's a lot of things in the NFL that I, I just kind of, like I've been watching and, and doing this for so long, I just kind of understand. And sometimes I don't know how to explain it well, but I get it. It's just, it's hard to explain. So maybe that's one of those, unless you guys got it. And then, and then it's not one of those and you guys are fine. Uh, let's see, Tyler Higby, Ramstein and Tyler Higby. The big old Higster. All right, so Tyler Higby entered week 13 this season without a single 100-yard receiving game in his entire career. He now has three straight 100-yard receiving games in his career, which is awesome. That's super cool for Tyler Higby. And those it does happen to coincide with the three games that tight end Gerald Everett missed. So, of course, Everett is... Uh, I, I've, first of all, I've seen some hate on Everett. And I'm not sure why. Everett has been playing well. He is hurt right now. And he is coming back, but he he's he hurt his knee. But he's been playing great, and he's extremely difficult to tackle. Sometimes I do worry about his hands, 
Sometimes he does have those drops, but this year I thought he was he was very strong. And you know, sometimes I guess people look at just the stat sheets. They're just uh, that's all certain people look at, and that's fine if that's if that's what you do. But you have to understand as well that the Rams really do have two starting caliber tight ends in Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. So when they're both playing, they probably won't get you know, 100 yards receiving or what was it, 11 or 13 catches last last week for, for Higby, something like that. But when they're both playing, it's it's really difficult to get them both, you know, that many catches or that many targets, that many yards, especially when you look at the Rams receiving core, you know, with with Cooks, Cup, Woods, Reynolds. I mean, the Rams have receivers for days. And so Higby, you know, he was able to kind of separate himself a little bit and I will give it to you guys. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the stats in 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 week uh, fifteen, a lot of the stats were kind of garbage time stats. I'm okay with garbage time stats. They still count. All right. It's not like at the end of the year they're like, oh, that one, the game was over anyway, so that's that doesn't count. That touchdown's out. That touchdown. No, they don't do that. You just get touchdowns. The game is sixty minutes, and they count the stats when you perform in that sixty minute time slot. So it doesn't matter to me. And, you know, it's unfortunate when you get to garbage time and you are kind of just ripping up a defense when they're when they already have the win locked up pretty much. But hey, I'll take it. I will take it. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. Uh, This is something that I just kind of thought about. Uh, This is not written down anywhere. I didn't see any articles on this, but I wanted to mention it because it does make me a touch sad. And that is that in all likelihood, this is our final time seeing the Rams wear the white horned helmets in at least Oh, a little bit of time. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously the chance we see these as a throwback, but this is really, this is the last game that we'll see of that. And the reason that is, is because week 17, the Rams will be hosting the Arizona Cardinals. They will be in their throwbacks for that game. But then about April time is usually when this happens. The Rams are getting a new uniform, new color scheme, new logo, new stadium, new everything. And I know that there's a lot of arguments about this. I posted this on my own Facebook page. I posted that I'm going to miss these white horned helmets. I liked them. I think the the white logo, I just think it's real clean looking. And it's just something that I've been, I've preferred over the last few years. You know, that gold, I like the gold. I have no hate against the gold, but uh, mainly because it just, all the colors represent the Rams. And as long as it represents the Rams, in my eyes, it's perfect. So I guess, I guess in that regard, I'm not like most of you guys who probably just, are super into the color scheme and, and logos and stuff, but I, I like the the blue and white. But uh, we know, we do know, and the the reason I'm mentioning this is I I posted it, and a lot of people mentioned on there that uh, that they think it's still going to be blue and white. And I'm here to tell you that not only do we know that we're not going to be blue and white anymore, we've known that for quite some time. But Kevin Demoff has actually said this. So Rams COO Kevin Demoff has come out and said that the Rams will have some combination of blue and yellow as their color scheme and a logo unlike anything we've seen before, which if I'm placing my bet, I'm saying it's going to be a front facing Ram. That's something that we've never seen for uh, that for this Rams franchise. And, you know, it kind of it will, I'm assuming, kind of be CSU ish Colorado State. Uh, but. I'm I'm interested to see it. I'm interested, but it's going to be blue and yellow. That's what we know. Logo unlike anything we've seen before. Take for take that what you will. And uh, as the last I heard, that the Rams had not settled yet on a uniform, and were picking from I think three. Uh, maybe that was the logo though. I don't know. The, those updates were old. I mean, I talked about them here 
I I like to think that I'm a, a source for you guys and and passing on knowledge. But hey, you gotta listen, man. You gotta listen because I'm just passing on the word that Kevin Demoff said this stuff, and no one wants to believe me. Poor poor sheriff over here. No one wants to believe the sheriff, but it's okay. Uh, we're gonna go under the ridge top, and this one it definitely coincides with last week's. Under the ridge top this week, and for those of you who are who are new to me, if there are any of you guys new to me, I'm sure there are. But for those of you new, under the ridge top is a segment where I give my opinion. This is the only time I really give my opinion, and uh, I, I, I most of the time I just feel I feel like you guys are strong enough and smart enough to form your own opinions based on all the information that I provide for you and uh, other places provide for you as well. There's like 20 Rams podcasts or something, but uh, the the information that you guys get, I, I believe that you guys are, are strong enough and smart enough to form your own opinions, but this is mine, all right? And if you guys heard me last week, if you guys didn't hear me last week, go back and listen to that one because uh, maybe this won't make sense to you. Maybe it will. I don't know, but let's go under the ridge top. What the heck, Sean? All right, I thanked you last week for utilizing Todd Gurley so much in recent weeks and said that that's why the Rams were winning. You followed that by giving him 11 carries. 11 carries against the Dallas Cowboys, with a good chunk of those coming when the game was really over. Goff threw the football 51 times. 51 pass attempts for Jared Goff. We have seen more than once that a low number of carries for Gurley and a high number of passes for Goff is not what makes this offense successful because the Rams offense is so reliant on play action. So if you're not getting the ground game going, our pass game struggles quite a bit. Uh, sure, he wasn't finding room early. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, you know, his his yards per carry average was extremely low on like his first six carries. I'll grant you that one. But when the Rams just opened the game with a, just a string of pass plays, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be a good day. And I don't know if it's just me, uh, me and my squad watching out here. You know, th- this week is just me and Aaron, uh, but normally Tyler's there as well. But I don't know if it's just us seeing that when, when the Rams open up with like three straight passes, it's like, wow, man, this is not going to be a good day. And I don't know if that's just us feeling that way, but it also does make sense. When you, when the Rams open up with a lot of passes, it tends to not go well. And I know that the, the Rams were kind of able to, to squeak out some early first downs against the Cowboys uh, through penalties, but that's not how you want to get first downs. You want to get first downs and you want to earn them because you can't just rely on penalties to pick up first downs. I, I believe it was two on the first two drives that the Rams were able to pick up first down via penalty. But if Todd Gurley's not touching the football, the Rams offense just doesn't play as well. It's very simple. And it's unfortunate because this is right after we had heard that Todd Gurley is going to be the bell cow. And you can say, you know, Sean McVay can say all he wants. That it just, the, the flow of the game just didn't, didn't dictate it. It was 7 nothing after the first quarter, though. 7 nothing after the first quarter. How does that not dictate getting the ground game going? Because at that point, it just wasn't, not only was it not going, but it, well, the Rams weren't trying to get it going. And, you know, the defense has played so well for so long that eventually it's just not going to work. You know, sometimes it's going to happen where it just, it you know, it just doesn't get going like you want it to. But you got to stick to it. You got to make that other team know that you're going to run the football and understand that you're going to run the football. And especially this Rams offense, Jared Goff performs better when he has the running game because he can utilize that play action, pull up those linebackers a little bit, maybe get those corners peeking a little bit and then make some moves with the very talented receivers that the Rams have. So that's a just unfortunate 
Uh, and you know what? It's it's that's definitely on Sean McVay. I don't know who else to point the finger at. You guys can point the finger at different people all you want to. You guys can point the finger at Todd Gurley. But the simple fact is Todd Gurley on the season, the whole season, has a yards per carry average of 3.9. Malcolm Brown, yards per carry average of 3.9. Daryl Henderson, yards per carry average, 3.8. So it's not Todd Gurley, okay? I can tell you that straight up. It's not Todd Gurley. Because if every single person is performing the same way, I, they're not that similar in style. They're not that similar in talent. So it's obviously something schematic, something offensive line. I'm not as in-depth into like watching film and stuff to, to pinpoint exactly like, okay, this guy is the reason that this is not going well. But right now, we, we have to be able to point the finger at, at Sean McVay as the inconsistencies are an issue right now. Uh, we've been blown out a lot this season, but we've also won some really good games. We've blown some people out. So I don't even know who this Rams team is. The 2019 Rams are kind of a confusing bunch, uh, but you know what? It's all good. Hopefully next year we can uh, we can get it back on track. Let's go over to the leaderboard. And in this one, we do have a little bit of a mix-up in the standings and an unfortunate little mix-up in the standings because... Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they did fall to two. This is, that's who the Rams have this week. But the Seattle Seahawks sitting in first place at 11-3. and 49ers also at 11-3. and And both of those teams clinched a playoff spot with the Rams' loss to the Cowboys last week. So that is always unfortunate. The Rams in third place at 8-6 and six, clinched third place in uh, the NFC West. So third place schedule, as I mentioned. And the Arizona Cardinals, who have already been eliminated for quite some time, 4-9-1, sitting in fourth place. Well, let's take a look now at some stats. Uh, Jared Goff, still fourth place in passing, 3,996. So just four yards to hit 4,000. He is on pace for 4,566. Todd Gurley is 18th in rushing with 741. He's on pace for 846. He does need to average 129.5 yards per game in these last two to hit that 1,000-yard mark, uh, which, you know, if if last week is any indication, only 22 rushing yards for the Rams last week. If that's any indication, that's probably not going to happen, would be my guess. Cooper Cup is 12th in receiving yards with 1,031. Congratulations, Cooper Cup. First 1,000-yard receiving season in his young career. And, you know, this is something I mentioned a, a, a bunch. I, I talked about, I've talked about Cooper Cup a lot on this show. I've mentioned this quote many a time, which is, I think that by the time Cooper Cup retires, he's going to be known as one of the best Rams receivers of all time. I do still believe that. This guy is absolutely insanely talented. Uh, Robert Woods, 950 receiving yards. He is on pace for 1,085. So the Rams do have, uh, or at least on they're scheduled to have 2,000-yard receivers. Tyler Higby, uh, with one of his better seasons, honestly, uh, especially coming off of three straight 100-yard games, he sits at 546 right now. He is on pace for 624. Corey Littleton leads the team in tackles with 124. He is on pace for 141. He has 69 solo uh, tackles there. As far as sacks go, Aaron Donald has 11. He's on pace for 12 and a half. Dante Fowler has nine. He's on pace for 10. And Clay Matthews with eight has been at eight. Uh, he's He's been at eight for a while, but he is on pace for nine. Hopefully he can get to the backfield against either Jimmy Garoppolo or Kyler Murray in these next two games. Uh, interceptions. The Rams have four players with two interceptions. No more than that, though. And uh, those four players, get ready for this one, all right? We got Corey Littleton, linebacker 
uh, Troy Hill, John Johnson, who's been placed on IR for quite some time, and Marcus Peters, who still is tied for first place on the Rams for interceptions. He hasn't even been here since like week seven, and he still is tied for first in interceptions with the Rams. Did have a, a pick six with the Rams, has I believe two with the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. Taylor Rapp has one interception. That is all of them. That is all the interceptions right there. So if you guys are good at math, I like to I like to hope that you guys are because I am not. Uh, that's not very many interceptions, just nine on the season. So uh, those numbers are pretty low, but you know what? The secondary still looking real strong, and I think in the future, especially especially with guys like Darius Williams even playing really well, uh, the depth in the secondary is really strong right now. Marquis Christian's been playing really well. I love Taylor Rapp. Uh, I don't expect Eric Weddle to be here very long, but Jalen Ramsey's going to be around for a while. Uh, Troy Hill's going to be here for quite some time. Uh, hopefully. So uh, the the depth is, is real nice in that regard. Uh, let's go ahead and go over to the injury report. And uh, this has been an interesting one to keep an eye on. So uh, Rams cornerback Troy Hill broke his thumb last week, fractured his thumb last week, did have surgery on Monday. He will not be playing in this game. Darius Williams is expected to get the start and he played. Uh, he got a lot of hate from Rams fans. I still don't know why I watched the game. I watch all the games. I haven't missed a Rams snap since like 2009. Uh, he played really well, I think, and there was that uh, the, the unfortunate miscommunications in the secondary, but that is not on Darius Williams. You know, getting run into by Taylor Rapp, that's that's just, that was play design, honestly. That was play design by the Dallas Cowboys. Got to give it up to Kellen Moore, honestly. I really didn't think that Kellen Moore was going to be able to pull up a good game plan against uh, Wade Phillips, and he did it. I got to I gotta hand it to him. But Darius Williams played very well, had a uh, pro football focus grade of 91.4, and everybody's trashing him. Uh, so I'm excited to see Darius Williams again in this one. I think he's going to play great again. I'm not overly concerned. Uh, he is probably going to get the bulk of the work, though, with Jalen Ramsey being opposite of him. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But Darius Williams played really well. I have no complaints about Darius Williams' play last week. Um, it's it. He kind of got thrown in, hasn't played a lot this year, and I thought he played very, very well for a guy who has not had a lot of playing time uh, this season. Kicker Greg Zerline listed as questionable. There is no current backup on the roster, and I did just read an update before I started recording uh, that he is questionable. They're going to check with him on Friday and at that point, if his if his leg's not feeling well, it's a muscle strain in his leg. If his leg's not feeling well, that's when the Rams will officially sign a kicker for at least this week. And, uh, you know, it'll be kind of interesting. Greg Zerline is a free agent after this year. I would love to see Jeezy back, but uh, we'll see what, what happens. I'm sure whoever is kicking field goals for the Rams next year is going to have my full support. That I can be confident in, for sure. But uh, that is kind of the plan. Uh, McVay also did say that they're going to keep the names of the kickers that they are working out. Uh, they're going to keep those names in-house, so we will not know. We'll probably just hear that one is signed. Uh, we do know, though, that the Rams are looking for a kicker who has played this year and somebody that kind of is still in shape and, and still in that rhythm. So... Uh, I didn't get a chance to to look. Very busy week for me. It's, I'm sure it's busy for all of you guys. Christmas coming up. This week has been bananas. All right, but um, I I, had, I didn't get a chance to look at who the kickers were that were that were you know cut recently. But you know Maher is out there, and that is actually my guess. If if Jeezy can't go, I would say that Maher, uh, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, I would say that he would probably get the nod. And uh, Gerald Everett, tight end Gerald Everett, and quarterback Jared Goff, both good to go, full participants in 
in practice on Thursday. So uh, everything's good to go there. Tyler, or uh, excuse me, uh, Todd Gurley did not practice, but he's good to go as well. And there was one more on the list. Uh, Whitworth is not injury-related. Uh, also with Todd, not injury-related. Well, let's take a look at this game. If I can get the right screen up for you guys. Uh, we got the LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. This game kicks off at 5.15 uh, LA time on NFL Network on Saturday night. Don't miss the game, all right? Don't be thinking it's Sunday and go out partying on Saturday and then you just get home and you and you have to watch the highlights. Don't don't be that guy, all right? The game is on Saturday night, all right? This was, it wasn't announced uh, early, you know, when the schedule was released, we didn't know if this game was going to be Saturday or Sunday, but it was announced a couple months back or about a month and a half ago, something like that, uh, the Saturday night game. Uh, 49ers favored in this game by six and a half. And the over/under sitting at 45 and a half. Uh, there, just some notes on this game that are, you know, we're getting into the thick of the playoff race, and I know that the Rams are only on like the tail end of that playoff race and not really being talked about right now. Uh, but it's a very exciting NFC playoff race, and there's straight up like four or five teams in the NFC that if they made the Super Bowl, it wouldn't shock anybody. Nobody would be sitting here like, what? They made it? That's wild. There's only one, really. It's Dallas. That's like the only team that's sitting in the playoffs right now that you'd be like shocked if that, that I would be shocked. The, the Dallas Cowboys aren't that good. I know they just beat up on our Rams. They kicked our butts. I get it. It's fine. I accept that. But I also, I don't think that they're a team that can make a run this year. I just don't see it. Um, but they're, you know, very good teams out there. The Saints, uh, they've got a lot to play for. They've been playing real tough right now. Uh, obviously, the 49ers and the Rams have this weekend. The Seattle Seahawks and the Rams beat just uh, a week and a half ago. And then you also have the Green Bay Packers, who I think could make a run as well. And the Minnesota Vikings, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run. Uh, they, I believe, can still win their division, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I believe so. Now, there are four teams, though, at 11-3 in the NFC, any of which can get the number one seed, obviously, all tied with two games to go. A lot of things can happen. We don't know who's going to get the one seed. We don't even know who's going to get bye weeks at this point. Uh, AFC is pretty much locked up, but on our end, not so much. Not so much at all. Uh, but it's going to be very fun to watch it, I think. I, I love football. I don't know. When the Rams are out, I don't pick another team. I just enjoy it for what it is and hope for some good games. But the 49ers and Seahawks do play in Week 17. That game will likely decide who will be a wild card and who will have a week off, maybe, depending on on the Packers and Saints, really, because they could both get the one and two, and then uh, we could see the 49ers and Seahawks both have to play in the wild card weekend. In the 49ers, uh, they were the last undefeated team. We know the stories about uh, these these teams. We've had we've been force fed these stories all season from from the the big media peeps. So uh, I did want to note this as well. The 49ers have three running backs who have gone over 500 rushing yards right now in their total cap hit with all three running backs, 3.6 million, and. That kind of hurts in, in in one regard, and that's simply because Todd Gurley at 7:41 making a lot more than that. And uh, <laughs> you know what, though, at the same time, you know, you look at you if you're going to compare them, because I just did, so I'm not going to I'm not going to steer away from that. But if you're going to compare the situations, uh, the 49ers aren't going to be able to keep the 3.6 million dollar cap hit backfield for very long. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, roster develops in the next few years. Uh, let's see here. Let's take a look at the matchup. We got the LA Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. Rams offense in total yards ranks 12th. Niners defense ranks 2nd. And in passing the football, the Rams offense is 6th. 49ers defense 1st against the pass. So tough, tough outing for Jared Goff in this one. He'll have a, he'll have his work cut out for him. 
uh, against or on the ground. The Rams are 24th on the ground, and the 49ers defense 21st in yards given up on the ground. Points, the Rams are 13th, 49ers defense 14th. Or did I say 13th or 14th? I meant 13th if I said 14th for the Rams offense. Yeah, they're 13th in points, 49ers defense 14th. Did I do it again? I, I don't know. My brain is all fried. Busy week. Busy week, guys. Busy week. And uh, again, that that number, uh, the, the rank 24th in running running yards, that definitely dropped with only 22 yards on the ground last week against the Cowboys for the Rams. Like, uh, no balance at all. Not even just a lack of balance or, or semi-balance. No balance. No balance. 22 rushing yards. Uh, let's see. Let's flip that script on the other side of the football. Now we got the 49ers offense versus the Rams defense. 49ers offense is 6th in total yards. Rams defense is 12th passing the football. The 49ers are 13th. The Rams defense is 9th running the football. The 49ers are 2nd. Rams defense 23rd. And uh, that definitely was not helped again uh, this last week. Over uh, Easily over 200. I can't remember what the exact number was, but the Cowboys went over 200 rushing yards against the Rams defense. And points per game, 49ers are 6th, Rams defense 15th. Again, not really helped out this week with giving up 44. And uh, the, the points per game average, I know that the Rams are sitting at, at 15, and that is technically in the top half, but the Buccaneers put up their first... 50-point game in franchise history against the Rams this year. The The Ravens absolutely smoked us at home, which was terrible. Dallas Cowboys putting up 44, so you know, I don't think that 15th is how this Rams defense can play, but obviously the rankings can't lie. They, they, they can't lie because it's all just based on averages, so we got that going for us. Uh, let's go into a little bit of the history. I go into the, the divisional history quite a bit, so I, I, I'm starting to keep the second terms light uh, as far as the history goes, but the 49ers do lead the all-time series 70, 67, and three, and the 40 or Rams at the 49ers the the is uh, 36, 33, and one in favor of the 49ers. Take a look at the three to see in this one. We got first up quarterback Jared Goff. I'm really looking at quarterback Jared Goff this week. Did not play well last week. Was simply off. That's the that's the way I'll put it. Goff was off, and that's just the way it was. That's the simplest way I'll put it. And I'm not trying to bash Jared Goff whatsoever. I'm a fan of Jared Goff. I'm I'm one of the ones, one of the very few that actually wanted Jared Goff in the draft over Carson Wentz. Uh, and it really was because of the injuries. I thought that Carson Wentz had talent, but I didn't want to see our quarterback keep going down because mobile quarterbacks, that's just what happens. Maybe their rookie season, they're okay. Second year, maybe they miss one or two games. Third year, they're missing three or four games. And it just seems to be a trend with uh, the more mobile quarterbacks. And uh, Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be the next one on that list, uh, especially just because he's so he's so small. You know, take a good hit from, like, a Clay Matthews, Aaron Donald, and I just don't see him, uh, you know, staying on the field for too long. But you know what? He's a very talented player, so i gotta give him got to give him credit. So Goff, obviously, Goff was off last week. Uh, but versus a team... That in their first game this week, the first game against uh, the 49ers when it was played in Los Angeles, the Rams only scored on their very first drive and then were shut out the rest of the game. So I'm interested to see how McVay is going to go back and look at that film, how he's going to kind of decide what worked from that first drive, what didn't work from the remaining drives and, and formulate a game plan to get this ball moving. And I think Jared Goff is going to be a big part of that. He was just inaccurate last week, missing a lot of wide open guys, left some touchdowns off the board. You know, if it's like, honestly, he just left some touchdowns off the board, just throwing, throwing, not some awesome balls. And 
a lot of those passes probably catchable, but at the same time, when you're running wide open, you think that it's going to be pretty close to you, and you aren't you aren't going to have to go to the ground. So that does impact that. But you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see this game plan. But Jared Goff, his confidence looked like it was definitely shaken last week, and hopefully this week we can kind of uh, relax him a little bit. Just Jared Goff just needs to take his time. If if he starts getting hit, he starts kind of throwing those it's interesting to watch Jared Goff throw a football when he's got confidence he's stepping into him and he's like leaning with it uh pretty intensely he leans with it but when he's not confident it's all arm and it's it doesn't go well it doesn't happen for us so Jared Goff if uh the offensive line can keep him up which the Atlanta Falcons they did a really good job against that 49ers pass rush last week so we got some tape on on some uh, tactics, at least, to check out from uh, how the Falcons did that a week ago. Uh, next up in the three to see is going to be defensive tackle Aaron Donald. I said last week he's basically on this every week, so you know what? I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to ride that one out. Uh, Aaron Donald's going to be on the three to see as long as I live, I think. Uh, but Aaron Donald is many things, but he is not a quitter. Just because the Rams are virtually out of the playoff race does not mean that we're going to see a lesser Aaron Donald. This guy is absolutely insane. And he loves this game of football, so I think we can we we are at least guaranteed to see Aaron Donald playing at an extremely high level for at least two more games. Hopefully more. I'm not saying it's not gonna happen. All I'm saying is it might not. Alright. And I'm just I think really what's happening here is I'm trying to emotionally prepare myself for the Rams to be eliminated from the playoffs because I'm not used to it anymore, okay? I got I got a little used to uh, I got a little bit greedy with the playoffs and I really thought that this was going to be a strong year for the Rams and I'm a little bummed out. So I'm just trying to accept it and just move on. So I think that that's all it is by the way, guys. <laughs> I'm doing my best over here, holding it together. And uh, my last of the three to see is going to be linebacker Corey Littleton. Not even just Rams fans, but most NFL fans in general will tell you that Littleton was absolutely a Pro Bowl snub. Real NFL fans. I'm not talking about your neighbor who just loves the crap out of the Steelers and only watches them. That's not who I'm talking about. NFL fans, analysts, people who watch the entire NFL. Corey Littleton is 100% one of the better linebackers in the NFL right now. Absolutely a Pro Bowl snub. I... Okay, I'm trying to word this right. So he... He likely won't be playing extra hard because he's a Pro Bowl snub, but I like to think that it maybe adds just a touch of fuel to that fire. Just a touch, just a touch of fuel to that fire of like, do these people really not see me out here? Because Corey Littleton, you know, let me let me actually check here. I want to see exactly where he's at in uh, in terms of tackles. Uh, just because I know he's way up there. I didn't actually look at the uh, the leaderboard in, in tackles. I just kind of looked up his numbers specifically. But uh, we're looking at tackles here. He's eighth in tackles in the league right now. So, and that's, I mean, all positions. That's nothing, that's not like just linebackers or just Rams or anything. He's eighth in the league in tackles. Been playing extremely well. One of the better cover linebackers in the entire NFL. Obviously mentioned earlier that he's got those two interceptions. Uh, so he's been playing extremely well. Very strong season for Corey Littleton. Pro Bowl snub, and I really hope he's on the alternates list. If I, if you guys have seen the alternate list, feel free, feel, feel free to comment and tell me that he is or who else is on it. Uh, if not, I'm going to find it myself here shortly, So, or, or at least look for it. I don't even know if it's out yet, actually. I don't know when the alternate list comes out, but we do have the starters. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Corey Littleton absolutely snubbed them. Uh, we're going to end this up on a Joe Stradamus pick. And uh, this one, you know, I don't want to say it's 
I'll just say it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. All right. I'm gonna say that the Rams come within one game of the postseason, and that it that the Rams will not officially be eliminated until week 17, which at least is a little bit to hold on to. Like if you don't get eliminated until week 17. That's a that's something, okay? That's something. At least I held on to it in 2010. I don't know about you guys. I definitely held on to that in 2010. Bradford's rookie year at Seattle in the last game. You know, losing to Charlie Whitehurst 16-6. to Still so angry about that, by the way. But, uh, you know, that game, it was like, well, I mean, we came one game, one, one game away. You know, it was week 17 when you get eliminated. I just feel like it stings a lot less than when you get booted in like week 13 which is what used to happen to us all the time so this is we're making progress we're headed in the right direction uh we were in the super bowl if you guys don't remember so i think we're doing i think we're doing okay right now we're still the reigning nfc champions all right until we are officially eliminated on this rams team is the nfc champions all right you can't convince me otherwise until of course it doesn't happen and then and then we'll move on from that but then uh, next year maybe we can win the nfc again yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, that is going to do it for me, though. That's it. That's all for Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, but make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. I try to keep it pretty simple for you guys. And uh, pretty soon, pretty soon, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and say it. All right. I wasn't going to say it. But I'm going to go ahead and do it uh, this summer. We are looking at a ramshowcase.com. All right, but you got you don't tell anybody. All right, don't tell anybody, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be an article website. Just so you guys know, it's gonna be a home base for Ram Showcase and what Ram Showcase already has. So it's gonna be a one stop shop, which is gonna be amazing. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be some fun stuff. Hopefully, I can uh, coincide that with my move and uh, moving away from Colorado. I'm gonna miss it out here. Gonna miss it, but it's gonna be fun. Gotta do, uh, gotta do some Sheriff Joe Bags things and uh, move my life around a little bit. Uh, but that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fan, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.